a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I have been, throughout the course of today's program, looking forward to this conversation uh, more than uh, any of the rest. N- n- no offense to, to Shane Stewart and the, the good teacher and student. No, no offense to the good doctor of earlier, uh, but this is the one. This is the exciting one uh, that I uh, have been most excited for. It's because I've been spending uh, some more time uh, in the out of doors uh, since uh, my wife and I moved back here from Washington, D.C., back here to, to our home here in Utah. Uh, we've been on the weekends uh, throwing the baby in the hiking backpack and making our way to some beautiful, beautiful uh, locations. And it has been, uh, you know, not to get too touchy-feely, but it has become a very therapeutic thing for me. Uh, you know, getting out of uh, out of the house uh, as we kind of are locked down here in coronavirus mode. Uh, being out uh, in the out of doors is uh, is a wonderful thing for me personally. If you have an opportunity, I, I, I insist uh, you, you get out there and soak up a little bit of the beautiful outdoors that Utah has to offer. Now, what if you were to take that to the extreme? Uh, what if you were to, you ever read that book by uh, Krakauer years ago, Into the Wild? Yeah, uh, Christopher McCandless. Yeah, he's the guy who uh, decided to say goodbye to society, uh, burned all his money, uh, left his car to be swept away in a flash flood and uh, hitchhiked his way up to Alaska and spent uh, some time up there before unfortunately passing away. Uh, but being out and alone and uh, you know becoming one with yourself, I guess is the phrase that's used, uh, is, is an enticing and an interesting concept. And uh, there is a report right now in the Deseret News, an article written up by Sophia Jeremias. Uh, and if you make your way to uh, my Facebook page, I've linked it there and asked a little question. Is a, is a week-long hike uh, on your own, is that appealing to you? Uh, well, it was appealing to uh, Sophia. She did just that, and she wrote a beautiful article uh, on her experience, and she joins us now uh, to talk about it. Sophia, how are you? Hi, Lee. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Tell, tell us, tell us what, what'd you do and why'd you do it? Well, so I hiked 80 miles of the Uinta Highline Trail. It's about a 100-mile trail in total um, up in the Ashley and Uinta High Wilderness. Um, I decided to do it just because I think I, like a lot of people, was feeling really burnt out. Um, I was feeling depressed and um you know, not really motivated uh, by a lot of the things going on in my day-to-day. So I felt like I, I really needed to get out and um, sort of disconnect from everything going on. So I decided that I would take this through hike um, and spend a, a week by myself doing it. Now, are you are you a hiker typically? Are, are you out and about on the weekends, or was this a, a totally new experience for you? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm I'm a pretty um, avid hiker. Uh, I grew up in California, so 
I always hiked as a kid, but uh, moving to Utah, I think there's just a whole new level of access to nature, especially around Salt Lake City. So I definitely try to take at least a few evenings during the week and, and the weekends to do a hike. And I'd also gone backpacking a few times before, so I w- it wasn't totally new to me. Now, uh, 80 miles on your own, that takes a week. Uh, I- I'm sure there are a number of folks trying to talk you out of this, right? Yeah, my parents were definitely not very excited about it. Um, <laughs> of course yeah, they mom, weren't. I think. <laughs> yeah, my mom, I think, has been trained a little bit now to sort of accept that that I kind of go out and hike alone, but um, she 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 definitely I think wished I had gone with someone. Um, my solution to that was to sort of set up, to write up a very detailed itinerary of mm. where I was going and and a date that I would be back. Yeah, no, that's wise. Uh, was there anything that you didn't expect? Uh, how did your excitement on day one uh, differ from your experience and, and then uh, acquired knowledge of day six? I mean, I think I knew that the Uinta Highline Trail was pretty remote, but it was even more remote than I think I was expecting. Um, the The trail is, is, for the most part, you don't really encounter a ton of people. And I think on day one, that was really exciting, but there were some days where I sort of had wished that maybe I would have encountered a few more hikers. Um, but I, I really was a lot more out on my own than I think even I was expecting. Did you bring uh, books along? Did you did you have did you have like a satellite phone? How did you keep your mind occupied? Yeah, I so I did bring a book. Um, I I read my book at night, sort of going before going to bed. But I didn't bring a phone. Um, I didn't really have any way to entertain myself during the day, um, besides sort of walking and and just looking at the scenery around me, which which was really nice. I I actually enjoyed sort of disconnecting completely. Um, all I had in terms of music was my own voice. And so hmm. I sort of, I sang to myself a lot along the trail. Did you, did you get scared ever? Yeah, I was definitely scared. I mean, I think, a I think a big misconception is that when you do things like this, that you don't have any fear, but you definitely do. You know, there were some nights where I would hear something rustling by my tent and I would have to sort of calm myself down and really listen in and realize, oh, that's just wind. Um, or that's a deer walking by. Um, another moment was on my first night, a moose ran into my camp, which definitely scared me quite a bit. Um, they are very large, but luckily uh, it, it ran away, and, and so I, I didn't have to deal too much with that encounter. Did you, did you come away from this experience with any kind of new understanding, or were, you, were your batteries recharged to kind of return to this coronavirus era of life we're living here? Uh, what, have you, what have you taken away from this experience? I think the biggest thing I took away was just that finding ways to, to not think, to sort of just exist, um, is really valuable, and... You know, not every experience has to be about, you know, having some big epiphany. And I think especially right now, and especially as a journalist, you spend so much time trying to make sense of the world, trying to figure out sort of what's going on. And, and when you're hiking, all you have to do is walk. And that's really the only thing that you're expected to do each day. So I think that's definitely, that was my main takeaway, was just how much I appreciated not having to think so much. Do you have a Do you have a subsequent adventure planned, or are you, are you brainstorming yet about what your next uh, adventure may be? 
Not yet, but um, I'm pretty tempted by the PCT trail after doing a shorter through hike, although I don't know when I'll get the time off work to do something like that. See, that's the thing. As I, as I read your article, I thought, well, you know what? I, I, I'd love to do something like that. I, I think in terms of physical fitness, I could pull it off. I would like the, the mental exercise of being alone. Uh, but do I have the time to take – I don't know if I have the time to get away. Uh, so I guess if, uh, if we can figure that out, uh, maybe we can uh, have a, a similar experience. Uh, well, listen, I'm, uh, I'm proud of you. I admire this stuff. Uh, the outdoors is a wonderful, rejuvenative place. Uh, and to take on this challenge and to have done so in the, the you know the very methodical and prudent way you did with a, a detailed itinerary, safety first, of course, uh, I think is an admirable thing. Uh, and uh, we've been speaking with uh, Sophia Jeremias, and if you make your way to my Facebook page uh, right now, there is uh, a link to her article. It's called Following a Line, Backpacking the Uinta Highline Trail Alone, a week-long endeavor, uh, fascinating write-up. Uh, Sophia, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to wrap up uh, the program today by looking at uh, some Google search trends. Every, every once in a while, those pop up, and they reveal some interesting realities uh, about us and about how we are dealing with things and what is getting our attention. And next, uh, we're going to look at some of those trends, uh, and the trends reveal that you and I, in terms of our resilience and our ability to say, uh, you know what, coronavirus, no, today's my day. You're not going to tell me how to feel today. Uh, we're doing quite well. Uh, Google somehow has now revealed that we are a resilient people. I'll break down what that means next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.